I have really stupid taste in movies. Oh, do uh, do tell. Well, which what which movies do you see. like? The ones that come to mind for me are the Austin Powers series. Bro, the, I love the Austin Powers series. I watched them on repeat when I was like seven. Dude, the freaking the 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 man, you know, Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. One million quadrillion billion dollars. <laughs> You will hand me them now, Mr. Powers. One quillion bajillion dollars. Dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Way we're rolling. What'd you say? I said we must be like Limp Bizkit the way we're rolling. Amen, brother. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Random Banter Podcast. I'm chilling here with my good friend, Lee. Hi. Mr. Lee from college. Lee, how are you doing? I'm doing really good today. Really? Um, yeah, I just got back from a nice workout. Spent about What'd an you do? hour in the pool. Ooh. Some lane swimming and then just goofing off swimming. Nice. So whenever you work out, do you mainly go to the pool? Uh, no, this is the first time I've done lane swimming in a while, but I did competitive swimming all through high school. So. Oh, that's sick. Did you like, I almost asked if you competed. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not the right question. No. Um, yeah. So what did, what did you, what'd you do with that in high school? Like I mainly swam backstroke and freestyle cause I wasn't great, but I was the mid distance. So swimmer. my, my school did not have a competitive swim team. Mm-hmm. So, could you maybe, like, explain that? Like, explain it a little bit to people who don't know competitive swim? Yeah. So, essentially, um, I'm just going to, like, go and talk about this. So, freestyle is that one you see where they're just, like, the normal swim, right? The one that almost looks like doggy paddle, but, like, longer strokes. Like the one where they're putting the their hands over their heads, like that kinda... one's that one's butterfly and i suck at butterfly oh okay um this one's like one arm at a time so oh yeah where you like put your head on the side to breathe mm-hmm, that okay. one gotcha um that's the most common stroke you're gonna see okay um generally you have a few different like distances that you swim and so mm-hmm. the most common ones are 50 freestyle 100 freestyle 200 and 500 at least in um high school swim so essentially if you start at one end of the pool and go to the other end that's 25 meters um so if you do 50 that's to the other end and back 100 is that twice 200 is that four times and 500 is that more times than i was ever able to count 500 meters yeah um that's long distance swimming and not a whole lot of people ever did that i don't blame them that sounds awful I never raced that, but I was the mid-distance swimmer. I did the 200 free. Oh, cool. And you are expected to sprint it. Sprint it? Yeah. So, essentially, like, um, there's different, like, ways that you can swim. So, sprinting is, like, pushing yourself and going very, very fast. Mm -hmm. Whereas, just, like, a normal swim would be... I guess the way you would think about swimming normally. Like, Just like casual swimming? Yeah. Or? Okay. But sp- uh, there's a lot of like technique to do with swimming. And if your technique is better, then you're going to be faster. That's cool. My technique was never great because I am a six foot tall, like 250 pound man. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you need like a tissue or something, my guy? I think I do. I was going to say, your, your eyes are like watering. Your nose is running. Here, I've got like... I swear... 
It is because I was just in the pool and I didn't have goggles <laughs> this on. This man's having an emotional breakdown on set. I've got like a roll of toilet paper over there you can use as a tissue if you'd like. I don't think I have like any tissues in here. So yeah, Lee is grabbing a tissue right now. Welcome back to the Ethan Maxwell podcast. He is currently blowing his nose. Sorry that I couldn't upload an episode last week. I was busy as heck. Um, But yeah, that's just how we roll here. Um, Lee, you mentioned... You mentioned you wanted to talk about mushrooms, and oh, I'm wow. kind of curious to talk about mushrooms because I know nothing about mushrooms. We're learning a little bit about mushrooms in biology right now, but that's what we're learning about is more like the different types of mushrooms. So you have pretty much three big veins of mushrooms, right? <laughs> They're called veins? No, like you have three like classifications oh, okay. of mushrooms. So you have mushrooms <clears throat> that grow on dead things. Those are decomposers. Okay. Um... I believe those make up the majority. Then you have mushrooms that grow within things. And I don't, I don't know what those are called. And okay. they're not very well understood by science today. And then you So have, we fully haven't understood mushrooms. No, we don't. It's really cool. They're very, very interesting. And there's a lot of like new science being put into it, especially within the realms of psychedelic mushrooms and the me- like medicinal properties of other kinds of mushrooms, like the lion's mane mushroom having... Um, anti-cancer or like cancer slowing um, properties and it's really awesome that's really cool but there's one more there's one more like kind of domain of mushrooms although that's not how i would describe it as a biologist (laughs) um but the other ones are the parasitic mushrooms and that's where you get into mushrooms growing on living things like your chicken of the woods that grow i guess those kind of grow on stumps but like um, the different mushrooms that grow on living trees, and especially the cordyceps mushroom. This is just a really interesting one. If you have you ever watched The Last of Us? Yes. Um, it, or played it, I guess. That mushroom that they're talking about, the cordyceps mushroom. Oh, like the infecting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cordyceps, and essentially what it does. Wait, it, that thing's real? Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> it's not. A, it's oh, portrayed no. a certain way on TV. It's. I swear, it is not that way. Well, it's a little bit that way in real life, but it doesn't affect humans. So, it's, what you're saying is that The Last of Us might actually happen. It is plausible. Oh my god. <laughs> is it probable? No. No. Like, it's in the realm of plausibility, but not probability. Okay. Um, there well, would have to be a lot of like sleep, evolution. Sleep well tonight, people. <laughs> <clears throat> but essentially, what this mushroom does, it generally affects ants. And like small insects, which is why I'm saying like it's probably not going to be affecting oh, okay. humans. And what it does is it takes over their nervous system and it leaves them alive. What? It leaves them alive and Wait. it leaves them conscious. So and there's zombies. Essentially, yeah. Bro. But it takes the ant and it uses its body to put itself in the like exact position it needs to be to grow the best. What? Yeah. Actually, mushrooms are clo- more closely related to humans than they are to plants. Mm-hmm fungi sorry what yeah how if you look at like it's a mushroom mm-hmm. <laughs> it shares a more current like common ancestor like a more recent common ancestor to humans than it does to plants and so therefore it's more closely related so what freaking so so like a monkey evolved into a mushroom or like <laughs> so <laughs> like like what 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 she what she's saying bro <laughs> so if you look back there's like what we call a node so we have like a line and then a divergence and at the divergence of the line there's it's called a node and that Mm -hmm. represents the most like recent common ancestor okay then it branches off into two other branches after that branch you see fungi on one side and then you go down 
and you see animalia which is animals and mm. and then some other one that i don't really remember from that yeah humans come from that um and before that there you can go back and then there's another common ancestor and a node and whatever and split off from there is ve- like um vegetation and um plants yeah and so if you draw it out it makes more sense like obviously i can't show you a drawing of it because this is audio yeah but <laughs> If That's, you draw it out, it, yeah, mushrooms are more closely related to humans than they are to plants. that. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I okay, back in the zombie mushrooms. So zombies are a <laughs> thing. Ants have become zombies before. Yeah, I heard about there were like cows that were getting infected by something, like um, down down in Florida or something like that. They were like turning into or no, it was deer. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I remember that. I don't know exactly how that one works. I never, I haven't looked into cause that. Because that, I remember that one, like, it, like, takes over your full nervous system or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, like, basically turns you into a zombie. And I'm like, that's, for those of you who ha- genuinely fear the zombie apocalypse, I'm I'm sorry about this conversation that we're having right now. <laughs> but you know what? Why not? Yeah. So all that being said, it means that all the humans in The Last of Us are fully conscious and aware of what they're doing. But oh they can't control their bodies. God. Oh my gosh, that's that's dark. It's terrifying. That's and awful. That level of knowledge makes The Last of Us so much scarier. I bet it's so fun. Have you watched the TV show? I've not. I've I have I have not played either. a little I've bit heard of the game, but I haven't watched the TV show. But I've heard it's really. Good. I've also played a little bit of the game, but I've, I've yeah, I've heard the TV show is fantastic. Honestly, anything with Pedro Pascal is fantastic. Dude, Pedro Pascal's the best. He really is. The Mandalorian. Uh, he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else did he do? Uh, he was in uh, the Last, Last of, of Us. Us. I mean, obviously, <laughs> just like everything he's in is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He he! Everything he's in hits really hard. Do you know he's he like w- the Meryl Streep of men? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, <laughs> that's a great that's a great way to put that. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was in the? Um, oh. Hold on, there we go. We're good. Sorry, okay. I, I was hearing like a little ticking noise. It's fine. Um, did you it know the heat bomb? Yes. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> okay, we were thinking. Uh, the yeah, same we were thing. thinking the same thing. Uh, dude, I love that video. On Weasley, Hermione, 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 Hermione. Okay, what was your favorite like viral video from like that age of the internet, like the oh. early age of the internet when like random videos would become viral? Ooh. Let's see. I'm gonna go through the years, right? So like 2012 to 2016 was one right. era. Then we have 20 like. Or let's say 2015, because it was like yeah. 2015 to 2018. Because like whenever Vine died, that was like the cutoff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Vine died in 2016. All right, let's go 2012 to 2014. Okay. Then Vine. 2014, Erica's. 2016. And then 2016. Let's to, say 2020. Sure. Yeah. And then 2020 to now. Okay. So 2012, I was always a huge fan of Grumpy Cat and all the cat videos. Oh, dude, the cat videos were great. I was watching AFV, America's Funniest Bro, Home Videos. Bro, me too. <laughs> And Yo, I loved AFE. So my, I, I always liked watching that. But the, I think wait, what was the, the one that what sticks was... out to me is Keyboard Cat. Dude, the one in like the blue coat that was like. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I love that. Oh my! Oh wait, I completely forgot about that till right now. What was the name of the host of AFE? Tom Todd. I don't know. Todd. Something? I do not remember. Todd. It was like. And here's your host, something 
Todd Howard? That's not it. <laughs> that We're looking this up now. AFV host. Okay, let's... I, I wish can't... AFV was still a thing. Tom Berger... Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. Oh, Tom Bergeron. Yeah, Tom Bergeron. I remember that. It was like, here's your host, Tom, Tom Bergeron. Bergeron. That was fun. And then he like came on and it was like... um, What was the... How did the theme go? Uh, I do not remember. I just remember watching it with like my grandma. Um, I remember watching it with my mom. And she would always be like, why do people only get hurt on this show? I was like, mom, that's the best part of the show. Yeah, it's always funny to watch other people get hurt. Actually, I laugh when I get hurt. I, If it's not like serious, I will laugh. Mm-hmm. Like if someone falls down some stairs but like isn't seriously hurt. Yeah, it'll be like, haha, and then be like, oh, you okay? Yeah. If I fall down stairs, anytime I hurt myself, I laugh. And I just think it's funny. Welcome to AFV. Here's your host, Tom Bergeron. Dude, that was a blast from the past. <laughs> I completely forgot about AFV for a while there. That is, that is such a. Oh, it was so. Cl- it's still going on. Is it? Yeah. Holy. It's moly. with a different. It's with a different host. Oh. Um. But yeah, I. I rem- it's still going on, and people still submit like the same kind of videos for it. Although I think they went down from like $10,000 to like $1,000 giveaway, but that might be wrong. Is Tom... Oh, wait. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, I, I think it's like Alfonderero. Oh, I, no. I was talking about Tom Bergeron. I, oh, Tom Bergeron. I remember his face now. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like... I, I remember he looked... He had a striking resemblance to like young Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Dude, did you watch? Of course, you watched Bill Nye the Science Obviously. Guy. I'm like, a biology major. Yeah. <laughs> what is your major, by the way? Biology. Just okay. I, I thought there was more. Sci- no, I'm strict. Uh, it's biology. <clears throat> I'm a bachelor of arts, and I have a minor in psychology. I'm pre med. That's fun. Yeah, it it actually is. I have a lot of fun with it, it, it and except the like weeks that I have three exams consecutively. Mm-hmm. But, oh, ew. Yeah. That's actually disgusting. Yeah, those aren't fun weeks. Dude, I want to play a hurdy-gurdy. Have you ever heard of a hurdy-gurdy? I have heard of a hurdy-gurdy. Dude, I li- I saw a video of someone playing it today, and I, I literally want to play it so bad. Like, <laughs> have you played Sea of Thieves before? I have not. Like, the, the, the kind of sea shanty it makes on that game. It's like... Mm-hmm. Burr, burr. <laughs> oh i know what you're talking about <laughs> and i genuinely want to play a hurdy-gurdy okay so for those of you who for most for all of you who don't know <laughs> what a hurdy-gurdy is it's basically it looks like the like the the central part of a guitar but there's a crank on the side of it and you turn the crank and you press keys and it makes kind of like a i can't really describe it it's like a very wood <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's a pretty good way of putting it and it's very like it, it it's very like pirate soundy but i i want to play one so bad that would be really fun you know what else i want to play a theremin do you know what a theremin is that the is? is that the air instrument it's the like i think so like where you have you put you like your hand over your hands yeah, yeah i've seen that well you control every instrument with your hands but this well, one yeah, you yeah this this one like doesn't have anything that you touch yeah. you just put your hands over this like sensor or something yeah. it makes like a think about like twilight zone music yes twilight zone did you ever watch the twilight zone i actually didn't did you i was a twilight zone guy oh, i were? love the twilight zone i the only thing i know is like welcome to the twilight zone and then yeah. it's like 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about the Twilight Zone. There were some really cool episodes on it. There was like one where all this guy wanted to do all day was like read a book and he kept like getting interrupted and so he goes down into a basement to like read and when he like he hears like a big crash or something he comes out in the entire world around him i think i'm getting this like wrong i think he went to a bank but he comes (laughs) out he went to a bank to read so he i don't think that's what he was doing no it's fine but he he comes outside of where he was because he was in a place that was like protected yeah he comes outside and everything's like gone it was like a nuclear disaster or something there like that was implied and he's like finally i have all the time in the world and no one to distract me because that's the first thing I would think, too. Yeah, it, um, I mean, duh. And then he <clears throat> drops his glasses and breaks them. Brother. <laughs> oh, shoot. And it's like, it, it's, it's so, it's such a good show. In, uh, like, Is it like, it, it's horror, right? I would, yeah, science fiction horror. Or is horror. it like, like un, uneasiness, I guess? Yeah, it's more unsettling. It's really cool, though, and it's worth watching. Um, it sounds really cool. There was an episode called The Eye of the Beholder. That um, just sounds cool. Yeah, this one is my favorite episode. <clears throat> and of it's the like, Twilight it's Zone. black and white, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And it's this episode where essentially the whole time everyone is like in the shadows and there's a woman who's being told like, we have done facial reconstruction to make you less and less ugly, whatever. Like, oh. And if this one doesn't work, you're going to be sent off to a camp to live with all the people that look like you. And, um, like the whole episode, it's like, oh, she's got to be like really, really ugly to us under there. Yeah. And they finally cut off the bandages that have covered her face the whole episode. Yeah. And she's revealed to look like just human, like a normal human. And then it like pans out to these people with like monstrous faces. Oh. And like the whole thing is so like is in the, the eye of the, the beholder. The ugly people thought she was ugly, but we consider her to be beautiful. Yeah brother what (laughs) this was a you watched this as a kid yeah my dad got me into some really cool stuff i watched like those old godzilla movies i was watching the old doctor who's have you seen the the new godzilla movies i have not dude they're good in my i mean in my opinion like the king kong like uh, kong skull island godzilla godzilla king of the monsters godzilla versus kong all those movies are they're really good and I mean, there's a lot of CGI and it's like modern and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I feel like they do a really like there's a, there's a whole scene in the, in the first Godzilla movie where he grabs one of the um, like moth looking kaiju. It's not Mothra. No. Uh, one of the moth looking kaijus. He grabs it out of the sky, rips open its mouth and freaking shoots the laser down into the monster, blowing it apart in the middle. <laughs> I think I have seen that. Dude, it's nuts. I've seen like memes with See, that. I, I love the old Godzilla movies. Because they're so silly. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's just a dude in a Godzilla suit. It's a dude in a Godzilla Have suit. Have you seen the clip of the one, him like shoving a, a God, uh, Kong, King Kong, shoving a tree down Godzilla's throat? No. Dude, I saw that. Th- it was like, it was like captioned with like the dentist after I am, uh, the dentist immediately <laughs> after they ask, how was your day? It's just Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's <laughs> throat. He's like, like getting it in there like, ah. Yeah, I just I think my my favorite thing about those old Godzilla movies, Godzilla used to have this attack he'd do against these monsters where he'd like get up on his tail and he'd just like fly <laughs> towards them. <laughs> what? I wish he'd get up a... on, he'd get up on his tail. Yeah, hold like, on. Like he'd just like bend backwards on his tail. 
and fully proportion, not purport, like fully send himself at um, the other monsters that he was fighting. Yeah, I'm going to show you a video of this. Okay, I'll describe it to the people. Okay, so this big robot guy is getting an obvious man in a Godzilla suit. And now Godzilla is literally sliding on his tail. <laughs> he is actually. I think he does it again. This is my Godzilla. He is now Godzilla is now backing up. The robot man is holding the big moth thing. Godzilla is backing up, and then Godzilla he claps his hands together. He runs and he slides <laughs> on his tail, hits the moth man, hit knocks him down under the ground, and then Godzilla is victorious. This is the best thing I've ever yeah. watched. Um. I really want to get a Godzilla tattoo, but not of Godzilla. I want to be like one of those more niche monsters. Like mm-hmm. there was one called Hedera, which was the sludge monster. Ooh. Um, and it really just, just looks like sludge with like, like red eyes. eyes. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it wouldn't look great as a tattoo, <clears throat> I guess. But yeah. Cause it just looked like a, like it looked well, like a birthmark. <laughs> the I mean, only, the only Godzilla like Kaijus that I know Godzilla, um, Mothra. What in the world is that? That is literally a blob, a blob with eyes. You weren't kidding. Yeah, no, it's just a blob with eyes. Um, it was just basically imagine a pile of garbage with eyeballs, and yeah. you've got what's it called? Hetera. Hetera. The sludge, the smog monster. The, not the smog monster. See, now that sounds that sounds cool. It was this whole movie, like Godzilla versus the, or I think it might have just been called the Smog Monster, and it was about like how many Godzilla movies were there? So many, bro. There's so many. Um, I bet the lore goes deep. This one used to scare the heck out of me, because Godzilla, like, there's a lot of like fake blood and stuff, and it's a lot of yeah. fun now. But like when I was a little kid, I was terrified You're of like, dinosaurs. He's bleeding. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, and this this monster Hedera was like. A not so secret analogy for real, like climate change and smog, especially oh. in Japan, where it was like starting oh, to yeah, become industrial really at bad. that point. Yeah, yeah, in like the seventies in Japan, where things are like starting to get smoggy, and so this like Toho Productions, I think it is, makes this movie about the smog monster, and like Godzilla in itself was um originally a like shoein, not a shoein. What's the word? Shonen? No. I'm looking for like a word that means like representative. Oh, like a um, like a placeholder, something like that. Yeah, like a placeholder. He he was a placeholder for the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Oh, yeah. Oh, like because oh, he's like he's nuclear. Yeah, and eventually, Godzilla's image. I didn't changes even realize to be that. the defender of Japan. Yeah, because he like he movies, destroys cities. Mm-hmm, in those original movies, oh, he's meant shoot. to like represent America and all the damage they did to Japan. Godzilla is America. We are Godzilla. Yeah. And Dang, that's kind of <laughs> that. That's that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I think I like to. I thank my dad for a lot of like my music taste and my taste in movies. I have really stupid taste in movies. Oh, do uh, do tell well, which what which movies do you see. like? The ones that come to mind for me are the Austin Powers series. Bro, the, I love the Austin Powers series. I watched them on repeat when I was like seven. Dude, the freaking the 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 man, you know, Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. One million quadrillion billion dollars. <laughs> You will hand me them now, Mr. Powers. One quillion bajillion dollars. Dollars. <laughs> 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 and so, 
it, it was that. I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I the love Grail. The Grail. I what lo- is your name? <laughs> your favorite color. What is the velocity of an unladen sparrow? <laughs> like you mean an Afri- you mean an African sparrow? <laughs> an English or an African sparrow? And like. The, it's like the, the air velocity of the English and African sparrow. I don't know that. You're, it's like your mother <laughs> smells of elderberries. Your father was a hamster. Your mother was a hamster and your father <laughs> smelled, smelled of elderberries. elderberries. <laughs> I fart in your general direction. <laughs> like, I fart in your general direction. <laughs> it was such a silly movie and that was another one. Dude, that movie was... Oh, that, There's so many good quotable parts in that movie. You know it's funny. I'm gonna tell you another one that I was that I watched a lot as a kid, and I still love today. And uh, are you familiar with the Evil Dead franchise? Yes. I did not watch Evil Dead one and two as a kid. However, I, I haven't seen any of them, but I've heard of it. I watched Army of Darkness, which is the third movie in the series, mm-hmm. over and over and over again <laughs> as a kid, to you, the point where I was like quoting this movie. You've seen Evil Dead three, but not Evil Dead one or two. Well, I've seen Army of Darkness. But that's Evil Dead 3. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I would... Have you have you seen Evil Dead 1 or 2 now? Well... Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen Evil Dead 1. You think? I, I just watched Army of Darkness on repeat. But I, I would do things like... <laughs> if I had a, like, Nerf gun or something, I'd be like... Listen up, you primitive screwheads! <laughs> this is my boomstick, and it, it, like it, I would quote that movie endlessly. Those were like the three movies that <clears throat> stick out from my childhood, other than like Godzilla movies, from like movies that I just loved. We and had loved we and had watched. very different childhoods. I remember one movie that I was terrified as a kid. I got really terrified from the Cars movie. <laughs> the like. I got terrified from cars with like the when it starts out with the race cars and they all wreck. I remember being like, "Oh my god, they're dying!" <laughs> I would like hide, dude. Okay, I have I watched the I watched Cars a lot as a kid. Um, I think we've talked about Cars on this podcast before, but I can probably ooh, give us some ASMR of the water. Give okay. give us some ASMR we'll, we'll of the water. Hold ASMR on, hold, we'll, water. we'll pause the conversation my, for a second. My... Lee's Lee's gonna drink or swig real quick. Ooh. I hate mouth sounds so much. I also do too. <laughs> I I hate them so much. Anyway, so um, I can probably name any car from Cars if you describe it. I can give you the name. The purple one. Uh, the oh shoot, Holly, Holly, Holly Swiftwell. I'm also colorblind. Holly Swiftwell. So I just thought he was purple. He might not be. Oh, there is a purple one from Cars too. I'm thinking Cars one. I I don't know. I'm. Can so you tired. describe him at all? He was the old one that taught lightning. Sorry. Oh, Doc. Doc. He, he was blue. I'm colorblind. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was purple my whole life. Oh, my, yeah. Um, Hate to break it to you. That guy is blue. Yeah. The Hudson Hornet. Being colorblind is fun. <laughs> I know. You're wearing all gray right now. Well, no. no. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's burgundy. I got cool. I got you got cool some burgundy on. on. Yeah, yeah no, I, ha- I, I have a I have a friend who's colorblind, so like I'm still not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like not realizing are you fully colorblind no so for me it's like i have trouble with like dark reds and greens oh i have trouble with so blues the, and purples the only two lights on the traffic light that matter <laughs> <laughs> those ones are different enough okay <laughs> um, 
essentially it's not like a huge issue but like when i'm doing work in class and it's like um here's molecule a here, here's molecule b and they're blue and purple i i just like lose my mind You're it's like, so uh... funny um yeah that's yeah. the one that's that's it that that one right there <laughs> the one with the color <laughs> yep and it's it's always a, a a fun little adventure for me to try like i i look to my neighbor and i'm like which one is it? I literally don't I, know. I physically cannot change the alteration of my eyes' genetic makeup to yeah. make me realize what this is. Can you help me? Is mm-hmm. there a cure for colorblindness? Uh, no. I can put on glasses um, that help, but do they no like? Cure. Do those glasses like fix it, or do they like? They assist. They make reds a lot brighter for me, uh-huh. and they make blues a little more separable. So. Imagine me Christmas Eve, right? Like mm-hmm. reds and greens. Yeah. I look at the tree. I cannot tell where the red lights are. Oh, so is it just all like gray or? No, I mean, it just kind of, the colors. So imagine you turn the saturation down on a picture. Oh, it's just kind of like really, really, really muted to the point where you can't tell. And uh, yeah, I would say <clears throat> that's a all right way to describe it it's it's hard to describe because like i don't know how you see the world that's fair like yeah i cannot describe red to you yeah. without saying it's red. it's red right right but like i can like, identify that's this red. is red like, right pink red brown brown right yeah but, like if you showed me for instance the the car from cars i'd be like, like the one doc yeah i'd be oh that's purple but it's blue um huh but like I can obviously identify that fake aloe plant over there as green, or yeah, that's that's a fake plant. Um, <laughs> or Grogu up there. Yeah, Grogu green. Grogu is green. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because I can't describe colors without using the name of the color to describe the color. Here's a good example of something that I would not probably be able to tell you, like just with great confidence, your bed sheet. My bedsheet is blue. That's what I thought, but like my bedsheet is a dark blue. Mm-hmm. It's it's really bad with dark blues and purples. Uh, not so, so like much the, with like light blues. So the darker it gets, the less you can tell what it is. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's a pretty good way to describe it. Like obviously that bag for me is purple, because it's a light purple. But like a dark purple and a dark blue, you put them beside each other, I can't tell them apart. Like I couldn't tell you which one is which. Huh. Um. It's the same thing with pinks and grays, the, except it's the opposite. So with a dark pink, I can generally tell it's pink, although sometimes I say it's purple, but that's just a me thing. I don't yeah. think that's colorblindness. I think and I then just... grays, you can tell if it's like a dark gray, mm-hmm. but not really if it's a light. Do you get light grays mixed up with light pinks? Yeah. Huh. Like. What about like whites? Whites, I can generally Do you get tell. whites mixed up with like yellow? Oh, I do get whites mixed up with pinks. I have a pink shirt and oh. I constantly think that it's white when I take it out of the closet. Oh. <laughs> um, and it has happened to me many times that I've shown up to something where I was supposed to be wearing a white shirt, wearing a pink shirt. I should probably just get rid of the pink one. Hold on. I bumped something. Okay, we're good. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Yeah, 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 I think it's. I think it was just that. The, these okay. headphones were like forty bucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I have the glasses. If you know, if you, if you look at my glasses, there's like two little circles on either side and those circles are actually magnets. Um, so like right here and right here. Oh yeah. Those circles are magnets and they go to a clip on for my glasses. That is actually the colorblind 
You have like a colorblind clip on. Mm-hmm. It's like how some people have the like sunglasses clip on. Oh yeah, yeah, on their glasses. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes the magnet will be like right in the middle. Mine are on the outsides. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, but it sometimes makes things a little more difficult for me. But you know, it's yeah. generally not an issue. Okay. Okay. So say we've got. Let's just make up a person right now. What's a, right. what's a name that sounds fake? Um, Chad Hankins. Um, not Chad Hankins. Yeah, Chad Hankins. Okay, let's make him Chaz. I like Chaz. Chaz Hankins. Chaz. Why not? Hankins. Why not Chad Hankins? I don't know. I'm feeling Chaz. Chaz. All right. So like we've got Chaz, Bono. Chaz. Yes. So we've got Chaz Hankins here. Chaz Hankins. He's a little colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. He can't. He he can't tell the difference between red and purple like dark red and dark purple so can he not see like the whole spectrum or does it does it work with like colors that are like coordinated with uh, with other colors i or is there like no rhyme or reason to it at all i don't know the rhyme or reason just because like the way that our eyes work isn't entirely understood right now that's there's like two main theories there's the cones theory and then there's like we well we know there's cones in the eyes but yeah there's like two main theories about what they do one is that there's like cones that accept red light green light and another one i don't remember blue no that would probably make sense. whatever maybe either blue yeah or rgb like or, blue. so red green blue yeah and there's one theory that it's like well these ones accept red these ones accept green these ones expect uh uh except blue. blue and that people with like red green color blindness just have fewer of those cones or their cones are weaker oh um, that that would that makes sense. And then the way the other theory like postulates is it's kind of saying um, the way you process things. There's essentially like three main pathways. One's like black and white, and that'll do like how do I describe this? Like just blacks and whites. So it'll mm-hmm. sat not saturation. Like um bright brighten darken yeah like brightness darkness there's one pathway for red and green and there's one for blue and something else i don't really know probably I'm like blue and like psychology. ultraviolet maybe something I don't like think that it's ultraviolet okay never mind i don't know but what i'm talking about <laughs> essentially <laughs> it might be it might be purple it might be purple okay so violet without yeah. the ultra without the ultra <laughs> we can't see ultraviolet yeah uh, i forgot for a second um but essentially what being red green colorblind would mean is in that one like the system that you have for red green color for red green Mm -hmm. um is just like less effective um and the thing is about it the second theory is the only one that can explain after image which is like you know those things where you like look at something for so long and then you look at a blank wall and it gets like burned in your head yeah that's that's the second one is the one that describes that that's cool. Mm-hmm. It could be a mix of both too. That like medical stuff literally just like it baffles me. I physically cannot wrap my brain around some of that stuff. It's really cool. I, I love being a biology major and my psych minor is it's really psychology that I'm learning all this stuff. And mm-hmm. like with the neuron and the structure of the eye yeah. and like perception, like the way we perceive things like versus the way we, so Essentially, there's two big terms that we use. It's sensation and perception. And in the middle, you have, oh, like translation or conversion. Something like that. Transversion. There it is. Transversion. Transversion, There you go. I think. And so... Probably, maybe. Sensation is like directly the energy that we receive, whether that be like... 
physical energy for touching like touching a table yeah and so the way that we feel this or like the actual sensation of touching it yeah is the energy that goes between the hands but the way we perceive it is like oh i'm touching glasses what the heck knowing what we're touching yeah because we know what we're touching when we can see it but like right now i i mean i know what i'm touching like i'm touching a wall just because i know that that's there but if you're touching something that like and then then you've got that like fear factor of like the fear of unknown whenever you don't know what you're touching Mm -hmm. oh my god so um there's three senses that have to do with energy and two that have to do with chemicals so you have energy in terms of audio so when you have like audio going into your ear and essentially that energy going into the eardrum is the sensation Oh, and yeah. The, then it's processed by your brain and turned into sound. the perception of sound. Huh. Um, and the other one is light. So light energy hits your eyes. eyes and then it turns into the perception of color. Mm-hmm. Bro. And then you have sense and then you have your sensations that have to do with chemicals. Um, oh, so like smell and taste, taste. And there's a Dang. reason why smell and taste are so like similar linked. Yeah. Um, essentially the way we perceive the world has to do a lot with like, excuse me, the, yeah, excuse you crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. The crossing over of our senses. So like if I was to touch this thing, if I couldn't like, if you were to touch like my laptop. Yeah. Right. Like if I was just touching this, I would have no idea what I'm touching unless I could see it. What in the world? And so I guess that makes sense because like that's kind of a thing like whenever babies are first developing that like if you mm-hmm. take something away from the baby and hide it they completely forget that it exists. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Sensation versus perception, and it, that's like psych one hundred and one. It is if you're at WVU oh. and you have like and you have to take a GEF for I don't even know which one it is. Take, take psych one hundred and one. It's an easier class. Most of the exams are pretty much just like the quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's really interesting. That's really cool. Once you get past the first exam, that is. Like, the first exam is kind of like, why are we doing science? Yeah. What's psychology? Um, structure the brain. Why is, structure this, the brain why is, is this that? Cool. Yeah. Like, how do we experiment? And sometimes it doesn't line up with, like, biology and chemistry. Because biology and chemistry, you yeah. have more to work with, I would say. Yeah. Whereas psychology, when you're doing experiments, you really have to just build off what other people have done. And I guess you're also doing that in biology and chemistry, but more in more in yeah, psychology. It's easy to it's easier in biology and chemistry to prove another person wrong. Yeah, because it's like facts and math. Yeah. Whereas psychology, psychology is, is like, like you study have to, of you the to brain. genuinely convince someone. Yeah, and it's really interesting. And I picked up a minor in it because I'm so interested in it. That's cool. Back going back to mushrooms, actually. Oh my god. <laughs> I was talking about like psychedelics and their effect on the brain. Um. It's. I'm going to talk about a specific study that I read where people were given psilocybin mushrooms, which are the magic mushrooms, the psilocybcubensis. Oh, those like the woo-like yeah. ones. The <laughs> ones that make you go bonkers. Okay. Um, and realistically, they don't. They kind of have the opposite effect. So this was a study done on people with mass uh, something depressive disorder. I think it's mass depressive disorder. Yeah. MDD. And they are... Also, they also have like a resistance at this point in their lives to antidepressants. Mm-hmm. 
And so they're looking for a new way to treat these people. Yeah. And so they, they give, gave them mushrooms. They give them a microdose. So normally, yeah. like, it doesn't have like as much of an effect on them in terms of like like actual trip. psychedelics, like wood, like does, Woodstock level mushrooms. Is it rearranges and like rebuilds neurons in their brain, or at that's least cool. that's the theory behind it? Yeah. And like. That's it, that's nuts. Rebuilding neurons. Yeah, although your brain does that anyway. Oh, it does? Uh, there, there's oh. like a concept of neuroplasticity, where your brain kind of shapes and forms to whatever stimulus it's receiving, which I think is pretty cool. But that, that just that, that honestly just sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Psychology, man, you got to get into it. Yeah, I guess I. I well, uh, I, I'll may I'll add that to my list of things to do. But yeah, <laughs> um, well. What was that? Oh, yeah. And it yeah. showed in these people with, like, mass depressive disorder that their depressive symptoms were, like, reduced significantly and quickly Yeah. when they took these mushrooms. And they didn't have to do it, like, once a day. They did it once every, like, 30 days or something like wow. that. Wow. Even less. So there was, like, less of a chance of them actually getting, like, addicted to the mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, and you're not getting addicted to mushrooms. That's not, like... Oh, mushrooms don't have any, like, addiction They're not, like, factor? truly addictive. Like, you huh. potentially could... But there's very low potential. In fact, mushrooms are also those mushrooms are also used to fight addictions. Oh, sick! So like, if uh, in people that like have addictions to cigarettes, yeah, um, they give also, them they give them psychedelic mushrooms, of mushrooms and it releases that, or it doesn't necessarily release, but it helps with the release of that dependence. Huh. Hold on, give us give us one more ASMR water, and then and then we'll then we'll close it off. Okay. Lovely. Well, that was a, that was probably the most that was this is the most intelligent episode of <laughs> random banter I think we have ever had. I like talking about science, dude. That was fun. <laughs> I'd love fun. to have you on again just to talk about mushrooms and stuff. Oh, I I, I, ta- I can talk for hours about mushrooms. By all means, sometime we got to do like a whole marathon. <laughs> just Absolutely. record like Three six episodes. Yes three-hour podcast but yeah thank you so much lee for coming over at nine o'clock on a wednesday night <laughs> thank you for having me this oh. has been a lot of fun oh, well i'm glad you had a great time um yeah that's great to be here it's great to be oh <laughs> million bajillion dollars <laughs> we gotta send them off with, we gotta send them off with that one million bajillion dollars thank you for coming to this episode austin power of random banter podcast <laughs> Whichever episode was happening. I, I think it's 24. I don't know. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>